Matt LaFleur is setting a new standard in Green Bay, meeting the needs of this young team. And guess what? These baby Packers are responding. We talk about the dress rehearsal, the last chance for this team to show up before final cuts and before the regular season. We are live on YouTube. Let's go. You are locked on Packers. Your daily Green Bay Packers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. You were locked on Packers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm Peter Bukowski, and I cover the Packers for The Leap, a newsletter I would love for you to subscribe to. Follow me on Twitter, Peter underscore Bukowski. Follow the podcast on Twitter, Locked On Packers. Like us on Facebook. Subscribe to the podcast, iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, wherever you find podcasts, you will find Locked On Packers, the number one Packers podcast on the internet. And the show for fans who know what happened, they want to know why and how. Thanks to everyone who starts their day with Locked On Packers. We hope you like starting your day with us as much as we like starting our day with you. We have a ton to get to on today's show. Before we jump right in, we have right now our roster projections for the final 53. Me and America's guest, Jason Hershorn, at The Leap. It is a free newsletter. So if you're not subscribed, go subscribe for free. If you are a newsletter subscriber, go get it. It's in your inbox right now. This was one more example of Matt LaFleur taking control of this team. What we have seen over the last few weeks, double joint practices. Aaron Rodgers didn't love the joint practices. Starters playing in preseason games. Aaron Rodgers didn't love the preseason games. Simulating a two-minute drill. Okay, Aaron Rodgers did not need a two-minute drill. This young team has different needs. They have different expectations. They have a different learning curve. There are so many things that are different about this team. And so far, what we've seen is Matt LaFleur adjust to them. Yesterday, or if you're listening to this on Monday, on Saturday, Friday, Friday, Trey Lance got traded to the Cowboys. And that was uh, an instance where Kyle Shanahan was just not able to adapt to Trey Lance and the other way around to be sure. Like, I, I don't think we we should put any of this uh, solely on one person, but Trey Lance just couldn't play the way Kyle Shanahan wanted to play. And unfortunately for Trey, Brock pretty good. Mount LaFleur is giving this young team what they need. And in turn, they are responding to it. There has been an, an intensity level in these games that we have not seen in a preseason game in maybe ever. I can't remember the last time. Even the fans, this is a Milwaukee package game, so it's a different situation. Milwaukee package, y'all get rowdy. <laughs> but, and, and maybe sometimes a little too rowdy. They had Jordan Love trying to tell people to stop during the wave during offense. But the intensity level, the execution level, Receivers blocking downfield, Tucker Craft kicking a safety out of the club, the run game being executed and played with force, safeties coming downhill in run support. It is just a different 
mentality with this team. It is a different approach. There's a different excitement, a different verve in how they are approaching this regular season. I, the, the perfect example of this is the two-minute simulation. Going no huddle. Now, I, I, we'll, we'll talk about it at some point in the future that I hope the Packers go to some of these tempo looks. But I understand right now in the moment, that's really hard to do because you have this young team that is not always going to be on the same page. There's going to be some growing pains here. And I get that. And that is just the reality of going all in on being a young team. We've talked about the unprecedented, everydayers will remember this, the unprecedented investment, first-round quarterback, and all of the top 100 skill position players. Basically, everyone that's going to start at the skill position players, with the exception of Romeo Dobbs, is a top 100 pick. At least all the pass catchers. Quarterback, first round. Jaden Reed, second round. Luke Musgrave, second round. Christian Watson, high, 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 second round. Tucker Craft, third round. Romeo Dobbs, fourth round. That's your top three receivers, really, and your top two tight ends plus your quarterback, all premium picks, all on the same timeline, all on the same trajectory. And you're finding a way to give them reps. Again, Aaron Rodgers did not need these reps. Well, except for last year, it would have been really nice to have him out there running the two minute with Christian Watson and Romeo Dobbs so that the first time they have to do it isn't live in the game in Minnesota at US Bank in a division rivalry game. Now when the Packers play Chicago week one, they'll have repped this live in a game. The joint practices are another opportunity to do that. That's incredibly valuable to your team. And what do they do? They respond with a touchdown. Jordan Love now, and we're going to talk about Jordan Love. Three quarters, three touchdowns. Now three, th three slow starts, but that's okay right now. This offense in general, it's going to be a microcosm of the season. They're going to start slowly. But what did Matt LaFleur do? They go three and out. And he says, you know what? Let's run two minute. Let's treat this like there's two minutes because we're not going to keep you in until the end of the half. So let's introduce a little tempo. Like maybe this was already planned and, and we're recording this as Matt LaFleur is speaking. So if by the time you're listening to this audio only on Monday, there is an explanation understand we don't have it at this moment but regardless of what happened th this idea of injecting a little bit of life to say let's try this thing i don't think it would have happened a year ago or two years ago or three years ago maybe in 2019 when you're still sort of seeing what you can get away with with aaron Rodgers. this is a different version of this team and and it is a version and i've been kind of sitting on this take i've i've hinted at it but this version of the packers is one that is so much better suited to matt lafleur's coaching style and and strengths in my opinion he strikes me as a teacher someone who wants to explain the way things work the why all that stuff. Sean McVay loves to talk about the why. And a veteran team that hasn't already all bought into what Matt LaFleur is doing, I just don't know that he, he at this point in his coaching career, is suited to that. That was what we saw over the last few years. And I'm not going to hang 
what happened over the last few years, the failings solely on Matt LaFleur. That's not what I'm doing. But I think this version, this young version, that he can put his stamp on, that he can grow with, that he can teach the fundamentals to, that doesn't have yet their own way of doing things. I mean, hell, he convinced Joe Barry to go play in the booth or to go coach from the booth. He's not playing from the booth. He is putting his stamp on this team. And that's to take nothing away from Jordan Love's leadership, who by all accounts is really, really taking that next step as a leader. And you love, love to see that. You love to see that. So that is that is something that, you know, I, I, again, I don't want to undersell, but it's a different, it's a different thing. It, it's a different way of expressing leadership because the coach and the quarterback have to be on the same page with these things. And I think it is pretty clear at this point that that was not always the case. And whether that is good, bad, or indifferent, it is different for sure. We're going to talk about Jordan Love, the Jordan Love of it all, in just a second here on Locked on Packers. I want to talk about our friends at Underdog Fantasy. August is here, and you know what that means. The official start of fantasy football drafting month. Get championship ready for your home league by trying out best ball on Underdog Fantasy. All you have to do is one live snake draft. No waivers, no trades. Underdog sets your best lineup for you every week. Try it with Underdog's Best Ball Mania Tournament. The largest fantasy football contest of all time is back and bigger than ever. Luke Musgrave going way too low, by the way, in underdog. Christian Watson going way too low in underdog. With 50, and Romeo Dobbs, Jordan Love. A lot of Packers offense is being faded, and it shouldn't be. $15 million of total prizes up for grabs, including an absurd $3 million going to the winner. Last year, the winner drafted their team in July. It is almost September, so don't wait. Visit underdogfantasy.com or find them in the App Store and sign up with promo code Locked On to get your first deposit doubled. Up to $100. That's Underdog Fantasy, promo code locked on. It's the easiest place to play fantasy football and the best place for best ball. And thanks to everyone who makes Locked On Packers their first listen every day. We hope you like starting your day with us as much as we like starting our day with you. Every day, we take you through cuts, final cuts this week, then gets you set for Packers, Bears, all of that coming up this week on Locked On Packers. So Jordan Love finishes the preseason. I kind of think the citing his full preseason stat line like it's a game is a little disingenuous. But I do want to mention that in this game, he finishes 9 of 15 for 63 yards and a touchdown. Yards per attempt, not great. But he started 2 for 6, which means he ended 7 for 9. And he also had 3 rushes for 21 yards. A couple of key scrambles, creating to buy time. And what we saw from him, and this is what I think you really want to see. We talked last week about the, the keys to quarterback play, making good decisions, being able to create outside structure, and avoiding turnovers. The, the good decisions and the turnover part, they go hand in hand, but... I think it's it's worth going, okay, are you reading the field correctly? Sometimes you can get away with not reading everything correctly, but 
still getting to the right place eventually. We've seen different versions of Jordan Love in three games. We've seen flashes of different traits that he has. In the first game against Cincinnati, this is Matt LaFleur, play action, hardcore, sicko stuff. Play action, boot one way, play action, boot the other way, under center, the, the traditional 49ers offense, if you will. And then from the pocket, has the miss to Luke Musgrave, but also the big throw to Christian Watson that, that they, they're not able to complete. Ultimately, they score. And we see love from the pocket. Taking what's there. Don't force it. Allow, if everyone's going to play these two high safety looks, you have to be able to take advantage. And then against the Patriots. Accurate throws into coverage. That's the pocket passer. Romeo Dobbs, third and seven, slant. Bang. It was a little, a little wrap in. Inbreaker. Romeo Dobbs, deep ball. Awesome throw. I love the JT O'Sullivan. He said, this is not a perfect throw, but it's a great throw. I, I love that clarification. That that just little distinction. It's not perfect. It's a great throw, though. And, and Dan Orlovsky mentioned that you want those go balls to be between like 42 and 44 yards. I can't remember exactly what he said, but it was right on the number. Jordan Love was not perfect in this game. Had the deep ball that hung against Christian Watson. You kind of want Christian Watson, if he's going to be your, your primo A uh, pass catcher, to come down with those throws. But overall, what did you see in this game that was different from the last couple? Escapability. Making plays with his legs. We saw Jordan Love, the playmaker outside structure on the touchdown of Jaden Reed last week. This was Jaden Reed or Jordan Love making plays outside structure with his feet, moving not just to pass, but moving to run when those opportunities present themselves. The team are going to play man coverage against this team. Then you are, you are going to have to be able to beat them with your legs. Jordan Love has shown now the ability to do that. Is he going to have three touchdowns every week? No. Three touchdowns in three quarters. Is he going to throw, score, average four touchdowns a game? I mean, maybe. Maybe he, do, maybe he goes full Patrick Mahomes. I don't think so. And the, and the slow start thing doesn't really bother me. It doesn't really make me nervous. Now, the defense is going to have to step up, no question. The defense is going to have to show in the first quarter that they can keep they can, they can really do it. Now, last year, we actually saw them in the first quarter in a lot of these games play well, even in games that they lost. It was games that they couldn't handle second halves of. I think there there are there are excuses. I mean, Jeremy in the chat can love practice throwing the ball in the wind. That's always the excuse for under throwing deep balls. They're working on him putting a little bit more touch on the ball on deep throws. And I think it's causing him to aim them a little bit. This was the most relaxed I saw Jordan Love, but that that deep ball he did sail a little bit. Let let it get hung up. He has the arm strength to drive these throws. They just want him to throw them a little bit differently and it's something that's going to take some time for him to lock in. But everything else, it's sort of like Giannis. Like these things click eventually. When someone works on their game as tirelessly as Jordan Love does, he's going to get better. And you need the reps. You need the live game reps to have an opportunity to improve at them. And so here they are. So overall, the Jordan Love that I saw is someone who looks poised, 
who looks confident. He looked, this was as loose as I saw him, even in some ways that I didn't love, like getting to the top of his drop and letting go with that second hand of the ball. That would, that is an Aaron Rodgers thing. That is a Brett Favre thing. But in previous games, in previous years, he is thinking fundamentals, fundamentals, fundamentals. It's in his head. We are working on holding the ball with two hands. The reason I like it is because it means he's just playing. He's not thinking about the fundamentals. He's not thinking about the footwork. He's not thinking if this defense does this, I have to do this. If this receiver does this, I need to do this. If it's if it's this three-step drop, am I hitching or am I just planting and throwing? He's not thinking about that stuff anymore. He just gets to go out and play. And this is, I, I understand the frustration with the coach speak of he just needs to play. He's done everything we've asked him to do in practice. Now he's just got to go out and play. And that's the Brian Gutekind's not technically a coach, but I think coach speak. But this is why. This is why he needs to just play because he has to get comfortable. And this was as comfortable as I've seen him. And I think the fact that in every game so far, he's shown a different side of what he can do. And then you see how loose he is in this preseason finale, knowing that he's got to go out and play. He is starting to feel that comfort, that confidence, that that poise that he shows is, is oozing out of him. And I think at some point, you're going to see it trickle down into the other teammates. They already are responding to him. They already are responding to him. And so I think it is it is fair to be really, really excited about what this team can be with Jordan Love. We're going to talk about some of the players on the roster bubble who are fighting for their lives, trying to make this team, how they help themselves, who maybe didn't help themselves. We're going to do that in just a second. Today's episode brought to you by our friends at Game Time. A lot of times, the hardest part, the most annoying part of going to a show or a game or a concert is the ticket buying process. You got to wait in those long lines and then there's the bait and switch at the end. Oh, by the way, you waited for three hours and there's no tickets. All that stuff is a nightmare. Buying tickets to your favorite event shouldn't be stressful. Game time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theater near you. With killer deals on last minute tickets and their best price guarantee, you can stop stressing over tickets and start getting hyped for all of the fun you are going to have. Forget planning months in advance. Game Times has deals on tickets right up to the day of the event with exclusive flash deals on tickets for football, basketball, baseball, concerts, comedy, theater, and a lot more. Plus, with the Game Time guarantee, they will credit you 110% of the difference if you find tickets in the same section and the same row for less. That is putting your money where your mouth is. Download the Game Time app and create an account using the promo code LOCKEDONNFL for $20 off your first purchase. Again, create an account and redeem code LOCKEDONNFL for $20 off. Download game time today. Last-minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Terms do, of course, apply. And thanks to everyone who makes Locked On Packers their first listen every day. Every dayers. Go check out what we're doing at the Leap, theleap.substack.com or the Leap.football, which is where we are now. The Leap.football, much easier. We sent out our final 53-man projections. Um, I analyzed Jason's roster. Jason analyzed my roster. And go check out Locked On Sports today. Um, I've been off all this week. 
Uh, but I'm back next week, back on Locked On Sports today. The biggest stories in sports with our local experts. No one has a panel of local experts like the Locked On Podcast Network. So go check that out today. There are a lot of players who I thought had opportunities in this game to really do something with them. And I don't think it was a coincidence that the two leading target getters in this game were Malik Heath and Samori Toure. And this was something we talked about after the last preseason game in our live stream was who is wide receiver four on this team? And if you have a take, leave it in the comments. I want to hear what you think. Who is wide receiver four on this team? Samori Toure was playing slot with the twos. Malik Heath was playing on the boundary with the ones. So, okay, Christian Watson, Romeo Dobbs, they're your, your leaders. If Malik Heath is your third boundary receiver and Jaden Reed is your starting slot, he's wide receiver four. Malik Heath is wide receiver four. And then that starts to lead to questions about the roster. Because now Dontavian Wicks could just end up on IR. You'd hate to lose a whole season, but could it just end up on IR? You could bring him back at some point. You have Grant Dubose. Those are draft picks. I know Dubose is a seventh round pick, but I thought he was much better than that as a prospect. I was really excited about what he could become, and he's shown us some flashes, blocked his ass off in this game. I would much rather keep Dontavian Wicks and Grant Dubose than Samori Toure at this point in their respective careers. Toure is a 25-year-old second-year player who did not do a ton last year, if he's going to be a slot receiver, then what, what, are you, what are you really getting there? Do you need a backup slot receiver? He's playing special teams. And, and the other part is, he didn't really play that much. Like he didn't. He got a couple snaps. I think he got one snap with Jordan Love in the preseason before this game. I, I didn't chart them, but I, I think he got one or two snaps with Jordan Love in this game. And then didn't play that much with the twos either. Because he's the slot. So if they're in two receiver sets, it was Grant Dubose and guess what? Malik Keith. Malik Keith was getting first team reps the other day at practice. So Malik Keith, I think clearly ahead of Samori Toure, but then can Samori Toure make the team if that's the case? Because if he's not that, that veteran guy, if that's just going to be Malik Keith because he's better, then do you really need to keep Samori Toure? And then that leads to, to questions about what you're going to do with the rest of the roster spot. A couple of people in the chat have mentioned Emmanuel Wilson. It's getting tough for me to say he should not be on the team. It really is. He is clearly better as a runner than the other guys competing for that running back three spot. Now running backs, look, they grow on trees. So I'm not fretting if I'm missing one. I mentioned this the other day that if, if you need to subject one of them or two of them to waivers, hoping you can get one, then that's fine. I get it. But Patrick Taylor wasn't good enough to make this team last year. I understand the pass protection and some of the special team stuff. But Emmanuel Wilson is the kind of player with talent who just needs some seasoning, some conditioning, Matt LaFleur said, some work on his pass blocking, that if he gets that stuff, Looks like he has the potential to be an impact runner in the NFL. And those guys are not, you know, they don't grow on trees. Someone who can be a big play player, 
who can take a two yard gain and make it an eight yard gain, who can take an eight yard gain and make it, we saw an 80 yard gain. Those guys can impact your team in a meaningful way. So would you rather have some worry to Ray or Emmanuel Wilson? I think I'd probably rather have Toure, even given all that I just said, but that's a reasonable conversation to be had. The safety play, like it's over. Anthony Johnson is, is making this team. I had down leave it on my final projections. And I'm not sure I, I believe that anymore. For leave it to be out there playing safety deep in the fourth quarter. I kept Jonathan Ford off my final 53. I think he makes it. And I think leave it is off. And you have Anthony Johnson. You have Darnell Savage, Rudy Ford. And Jonathan Owens. I think you keep four safeties because none of those guys are that great. We talked about this last week. Every day or don't need to hear me go into that again. I think he's, I think he's cut. And Anthony Johnson has played a lot on special teams. Now, the question about corner is a good one. Innis Gaines started on all the special teams, but then got beat for a touchdown by a guy that runs 499. Now, clearly speed isn't everything. Someone saying Wilson's four time, only 4452, four, not blazing speed. Aaron Jones, I think, ran 456, 459. He's a game breaker. He's a big play player. Can hit home runs for you. I wish he had just kept running straight at Lambeau in 2021. Why did he not just keep running straight? Can someone tell me? Can someone tell me? Um, and then you give yourself the option if you if you do release down leave it to then have another safety that you can bring in that someone else's final fifty three those kinds of things. Now the tight end position interesting. Austin Allen had a catch in this game, the first time that, that we've seen that didn't go anywhere, but he wasn't really he didn't really have the chance to go anywhere. Made a nice play and had a couple nice blocks. I have him on my fifty three, but I do think. If the Packers see another guy out on the, the waiver wire that they think is better, that they'll they'll get a chance to, to do that. And they may then you can just cut Austin Allen and do whatever. When we did our 53 man roster projection, there were 43 guys that I called like locks, likes, locks, 43 guys. And then there were 10 non-locks. Well, Brenton Cox was one of my guys that I put on. He's making this team. Like, he put it on display again. He is making this team. You just can't give away the chance to have a 22, 23-year-old pass rusher with that kind of productivity, with that kind of pedigree. He's got to make the team. He's got to make the team. And I just, one, one thing... It's not quite a final cuts thing, but there were a lot of people who wanted the Packers to bring in kicker competition. And I said in previewing this game that there was some loose pressure on Anders Carlson to go out and perform. And Anders Carlson kicked a 57-yard field goal with room to spare. That would have been good from 60. This is why you have patience with young players with a lot of talent. And there is a, a situation. This is what happened with Mason Crosby. He missed kicks you expect him to make. Had a monster leg. There's a lot of similarities between Mason and Anders Carlson. 
And Anders has a brother who also went through this. Missed kicks early in his career and has turned into an all-pro kicker. If anyone can, can help him, it's someone like that. Having that guy as his brother of all things. I don't think it adds pressure. I think it allows you to play a little bit freer knowing, look, my brother went through this. And you can talk to him and you can, you can help him. There, there's going to be a time in this season when he misses a kick that is going to send Packers fans into an absolute tizzy. I know that that's true. And that's okay. But I think he showed in this game why the Packers were so excited about him, why Rich Passaccia is, is so steadfast in his belief. The talent is there. And they're going to give him a chance to build his confidence. And I think giving him that chance is also a way to build his confidence. So I, there's not going to be another kicker that they bring in. It's not happening. I said, if he struggled, he didn't struggle, looked great. Everything in the back of the end zone. So just, just another example of this young team and why so many fans are so excited about what this team can be. All right, back the rest of the week, getting ready for final cuts. My guess is by the time you listen to this on audio, we'll have a bunch of cuts already. Tonight, Saturday night, as, as we're watching this on YouTube, Sunday, there's going to be cuts. Monday, there's going to be more cuts. So we're going to have plenty of time, plenty of stuff to talk about before we get to Tuesday here, final cut day. And if there are any surprise cuts or surprise trades or anything like that, we'll jump on here, do a quick live, maybe 10 minutes, 15 minutes, bonus episode, something like that, um, just for fun, just for fun. Follow me on Twitter, Peter underscore Bukowski, and I will tell you when that's coming. Uh, follow the podcast on Twitter, Locked on Packers. Like us on Facebook. Subscribe to the podcast, iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, wherever you find podcasts, you will find Locked on Packers. And anytime you want to come hang out with us live, like we are right now over on YouTube, you can go subscribe to us on our YouTube page. We're going to be live after every game this season, starting week one against those Chicago Bears. So you can stay Locked on Packers.